Hola, hello, hi, bienvenido, and welcome back or welcome to Mentors Today. Ileana, it is really cold here in Los Angeles today. It is very windy, very cold, and you're wearing like a short sleeve shirt in Guadalajara, so obviously you're having a really warm day there. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> yes, here is starting to to be a little a little hot. Little hot. Yeah. We know how Guadal- Guadalajara basically just has two seasons, winter and summer. Yeah. We're waiting for the rain, but... See. All right. So, hey, we've got a really cool guest coming to us from another part of Mexico, right? So many of these podcasts just talk about Mexico City, Guadalajara, Tijuana, Monterrey. So today we're going off, the, off of that path and we're talking about a really important region. So why don't you tell our audience about our guest, Ile? Today we are very excited to be joined by Ana Cecilia Mata Rodriguez. Ana Ceci is the Subdirectora del Fomento Económico del Municipio de Saltillo. She is passionate community leader and one of the key voices of entrepreneurship and economic development in the Saltillo region of Mexico. She is currently helping developing the region's entrepreneurial economy from her position within government, but has previously held leadership positions at Universidad Carolina and as Coordinadora General de Universidad del Trabajador an advisor to the Zona Shiro program of the Tecnológico de Monterrey, and as a co-founder and CEO of Innovacu Consultores, where she helps social entrepreneurs to professionalize their social startup. She has been a businesswoman since her dad passed away and she took control of the family business. Her passion is to empower women entrepreneurs in developing their own business and have their independence. She has actively collaborated with the Carolina University in Saltillo and has worked with the government as the city of Saltillo. She is frequently public speaker of the topics on entrepreneurship, social impact, gender equality, gender investment, and digital transformation. And Ceci, it's a pleasure to have you here. Bienvenida to Mentors Today. Thank you, Liliana, Rob. It's a pleasure for me to be here with you. Thank you for this great invitation. I'm really excited, and thank you very much. See, no, it's our pleasure. We were just speaking off off air right before the show. Today is all about women's empowerment. That's how I began my day here at an evento in, in Los Angeles. And as I was thinking back before the show, the last time I think you and I saw each other in person was pretty probably like 2018 or 2019, uh, maybe 2019, I think. 2019, yeah. In, in Saltillo. No, in, in Monterey. Ah, you're right. Yes. You're right. So, and then the time before that was in Saltillo in like yes. 2018. Okay, yes. that's true. That's true. And, and 2019 attached to Inc. Monterey. Exactly. And the Zona, and the Zona Shiro. Exactly. Okay, yes. okay. See? Yes, I'm very active in Monterey because, well, I was born there, but I have like a lot of years living in Saltillo that is like 45 minutes from Monterey. And I used to go back and forth and have a lot of business there and also a lot of work. And a great people of women entrepreneurship that are in, in Monterey that really empower me to get all what I do in, here in Saltillo. So I really keep in touch with Monterey a lot and also Guadalajara and Mexico City. But I think it's a great ecosystem that we are creating about uh, women that are entrepreneurs and making uh, changes in, in this 
gender equality opportunities that we have to create. See, see. So in your bio that Ileana so eloquently read for us, you, you've had a, a pretty diverse background of experiences. And, mm -hmm. and that's really my first question, right, is Ilya and I often meet someone who works in government or works in university or works as an entrepreneur. Or So you've had this experience in traditional industry, in your family business, you've worked at universities, and now you're very active in the government. Tell us, if you can, how has this diversity of your experience helped shape your understanding of the entrepreneurial economy or your vision for the entrepreneurial economy of Mexico? Okay, yes, yes. Actually, I also, um, right now in the government, I used to get involved with many industrial companies. So um, what I do in the university right now is give uh, education to these workers of these industrial companies here in Saltillo. But let me tell you a, a little bit, I may, maybe I have to go back a little bit from where I come from the family business, because I think there is important two things about my beginnings of being an entrepreneur, no? I come from a, a family that have business and I study marketing. So when I just uh, finished my career, my dad was diagnosed with uh, cancer and brain cancer. So uh, I started to get in involved in all the family business. I was, I am the oldest of my brothers. I am the only woman. And I started to get involved in those, making the decisions of what are we going to do about the business? Because my dad, he was sick. My mom helps him. But, you know, everything was changing. And let me tell you, it was a bicycle store. We sell bicycles, okay? But we have six stores in Monterey and also two in Chihuahua. So I started, uh, like, being in the leadership of the, of the family business. But... I hear is two things that I, I think are the most important for me is one thing is that I was always with the people, with the clients. I, I feel what they need. I knew what they wanted. In that time, it was a, a really important thing because that the parent, the mom or dad went to buy a bicycle for their kids. And there was a, a really special moment, you know, maybe now. Maybe it's go, go and buy uh, the first cell phone. I don't know. But in that case... Like in the days was like a, like a moment with a family moment, like, um, like together, no? Yes. So I, I really uh, start thinking about that thing, that what is important for them to know your market, to know the people that you are selling, solving a problem and really being in contact with them. So that's one of the things that I, I think all along what I have been doing, instead of government or university or whatever, I think this is the most important thing that I, I learned. And the other thing is that it was a men's business. You know, this is only men's and like all the, our suppliers or were... Every, everybody in the bicicleta business is, is men. Yes. And imagine 30 years ago, no woman. Ah, true. There. Right. And, true. Yes. Yeah. So, so... And, and one thing happened to me after the year, my dad passed away in May and in August, I have this responsibility to get all the things, uh, the planning, buying all the merchandise and products for, for Christmas. So one of the main suppliers told me, I don't trust you. I won't sell you the product. I, if you, if your dad, I don't know, he ordered 
about 100 bicycles. Well, I'm going to sell you 20 bicycles. It was like, why? Okay, I'm young, but I have all these, the stores, I have everything to do it. I am sure that I can do and sell these 100 bicycles, no? So I think that was one of the things that from that point, I started to to see myself like, we can do it. This is a, a businessman environment, but we can also do it. And my mom suffered the same thing. And she always supported me in this aspect. And that's why, well, uh, a short story, we, after five years, we decided to close all the, all the stores. But only one of my brothers is now in the bicycle business. Actually, he is in the United States. And well, all the other things that have been changed, the, the crisis in 1994 and everything, like we make a lot of different decisions. And right now, I think we're the, the best decisions in that moment. So then I encouraged in this marketing thing. And then I came to live to Saltillo and I was uh, doing like my own business. It was for, for girls. Like I sell these uh, accessories and, you know, earrings and things like that and gift wrapping and, you know, and I have like six stores here in Saltillo. Wow. Yeah, it was like, a, and I started to do it like a franchise and then, well, it's a long story also, but well, that set me in a position that I knew about entrepreneurship. So then I started to get into an incubator in Tec de Monterrey here in Campo Saltillo. And that's, that's the way I started all my career by teaching yeah. business and entrepreneur things in Tec de Monterrey. And then, well, things change. I sell these, these stores, I sell them to, to another person. And when I get divorced, so I, I decided to stay with my kids. But as an entrepreneur, a woman that I am, I started another thing and I was invited to go to a, a foundation, to be the director of a foundation. So I knew in this time about the social impact and how can you make more things to get more people be better in their lives. So it's another part of my life that I really really feel very, very happy because we can do a lot of things. And I, there I knew that there is a lot of money around the world to people to do things, really mm -hmm. things. Okay. So that's, that's the way I, that's, that's a hell, by the way, this is a hell of an answer. This is a <laughs> wonderful answer because to that one question, which is like all of these pieces of your experiences have informed like at every step along the way, but it's almost like Ile. And I heard like this arc of this story that goes from, I was forced into my family business, like while I was in university, all the way through to I've started successful businesses to that. I learned in the university, I could scale my knowledge and share it with more people to wait a minute, the government and money, like big access to funding and financing is the key to all of these opportunities. And so now I'm going to use the government as like a tool. Like I just, I heard this whole story. Yeah. I love it. I'm a, oh my God, you are unstoppable. <laughs> Since you were very young. 
<laughs> no, and I think it's 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 part of of what we um, this mission that you have in life. I have been questioning myself. You know, when when these opportunities come to me, that that the the mayor of the city of Saltillo invite me to collaborate in um, in the economic development department here in the in, in the city. So it was like, okay, I I'm gonna be like in the other side and like government. And it's really difficult, you know, it's, 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 it seems like, okay, you only uh, take the decision, but it's also like you are in another dimension, I think, because many people think that is, is really different, but that's the important thing that I think right now I'm doing, like making that doesn't matter where you are. The thing is that to be a better community, you have to work it's seeing the needs of the people and being very um, close to them. So I think it's, it does depend if you have a business or if you have uh, a social uh, nonprofit organization or if you are in the government. I think the important thing is that you are close to the people and how can you serve them or help them to achieve their goals. See, Maybe you can help us here a little bit to understand you are now in a very important position in Saltillo. And you just mentioned that the thing is that you have to see like the opportunity and how to help the people and no matter where you are, I think. Um, but can you explain us a little bit about the profile of, of Saltillo? What, what, what it's about? It's perfect. Your question. I think it's, it's very good. Yes. Because, you know, Many people know Monterrey, Guadalajara, Mexico City, the big cities. We are a city. We have about 880, maybe 900,000 people of population here in Saltillo. So we are below a million. So this is a city. It's really close to Monterrey, only 45 minutes driving. And... In this way, from Monterrey to Saltillo, there is a, a really, like, a many opportunities and many companies. And also, uh, Saltillo is right now, we have four um, assembly automotive uh, companies. Like, we have General Motors, we have Stellantis, Daimler. So, there is an important industrial automotive companies here and we are like more one of the more competitive uh, regions of the state and of the country. So we are a region that is mainly industrial and we have a lot of opportunities. But also, actually, we organize a, um, a congress and event about uh, Industry 4.0, all that digital transformation. So that's why right now, one of the most important thing is to get women and everybody into digital transformation because my vision of this is that if they are not in that way, they probably would not make it in their right. company. Like we're like, we're going to like leave a whole generation behind. Yes. Yes. I so I think it's, it's, it's a, a Saltillo is a great city. The, for living is one of the best cities in Mexico. Let me tell you also. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, we have a lot of uh, things to do and uh, great museums. One, one of the dinosaurs 
And the wine yards also, all the, all the great things about wine is also getting involved from all Coahuila. We have 42 wine vineyards in here in, in, in Coahuila. So it's a lot of things we have to, to tell them and for you to explore. And I think that it's a great opportunity to, to live here, to make business here, and to come and visit us. Ile, I feel like we might be talking to the next first female mayor of Saltillo <laughs> or the next gobernador of Coahuila. Like, right? like no, this is- I thank you about that. But I really think that there is a lot of things that we have to have to tell people what is happening, you know? Like a month or two ago, there was uh, some people from the United States, actually, they didn't know about Saltillo. They didn't See? even take it on the map. So I, 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 I would not have known about Saltillo had I not been invited there in 2018. I like I never would have known. And it was, as you said, it's an hour, 45 minutes, an hour away from, from Monterrey. So, but it's its own community. Yeah. Actually, Mexico has a lot of things to offer. And I think we have to, to talk about it and say so that we are, we are doing great things and well, and talking about nearshoring also, like it's 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 perfect for 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 many companies to stay to stable heal because it's really near from the border. Uh, we have this industrial community of like, like this high wage that many companies are settled down, and also we have great universities. Um, not even Carolina, oh, of course, but some others also. And also, I think that the, the workers are educated, like having a career. And I think that also it's, it's helpful for that community, industrial people that is involved here in Saltillo. And can you tell us, when you start like to being in, like, more in, into these initiatives, what were you talking about? Because now we are more sophisticated in, in Mexico about the, the things on, on entrepreneurship and we, we speak about innovation and technology and, and all that stuff. But I don't know if back in the days when you started, what was the, the main topics that you start to like to spread the word in order to, to, to speak about of entrepreneurship? Yes, I think it was... Actually, when I started a, a community of a woman community in one business association called Coparmex, that is really uh, known here in, in all the country. And I usually get, well, like with my friends that are also in business, they ask me, how did you do this? How did you do that? Like sharing these things. So then I, I was uh, like, what? We have to get joined. And we have to get some more training, you know, to, to get some consultancy or whatever. So I get to Comparmex and they say, well, get along and make a group of, of women that are interested in that and create your own trainees and invite people that can give you like mentors and everything. So I started there and I think in that moment that Coppermex opened this for women. I think many people turn and see, oh, they are doing something interesting here in the city. And that's where many people uh, know me about this initiative. And besides that, I have been involved like with Tech de Monterrey in Campus Monterrey in this that we call Sona Shiro. It's just an organization to 
you know, to bust woman entrepreneurship and not also in, in Take the Monterey, but also all the way long. So I think right now I have many opportunities in about how you sensibilize people about these uh, gender equality themes, you know? Anna, I have a question for you. This is a very specific question. Kind of a yes or no, but then maybe you can tell us why. Do we have enough women entrepreneurs or investors or executives in Mexico? Yes, they are. There are a lot. Okay. Yes, but but they then are a lot. What, what can we do to empower them more? Exactly. First, I think, well, when, there's a lot of things we have to do. Like, there is a lot, lot, lot of things to do. But basically, I think one is that we don't have to normalize the violence. You know, we talk about violence. It's not only like, I hit you. It's not that. It's verbal. It's psychological. Like, there is a lot of violence. And we, even women, don't even see it because yeah. it's normalized. Okay, yeah. that's one one thing that is I think is important. Then the other one is it's all about um, make them visible. Uh, here in Saltillo, just and the Saltillo government by the Institute of of Women, Instituto de las Mujeres, they make a a, a award a Woman Industry Award. So we visibilize these women that are in the line of production that are from quality things, for innovation, that are impulse in STEM things and uh, social responsibility enterprise, you know. So I think these cult of actions make visible them in all the way. So many people say, oh, she's my, my boss and she's there and I can know her story and she came just by studying her high school, but she's now a great leader in the company, you know? So I think this is, is very important. And then we have to do many political uh, things to, to also be sure that these conditions can help women get to leading positions and be on the decision-making, okay? Take. I'm wondering if you have ever, ever experienced something like discrimination or... Well, you you just tell us at the beginning, starting with the family business, but now that you are in the place of the where the decisions are making, uh, have you um, experienced uh, discrimination because you are a woman? Yes, we still I still feel it that we have a long way to go, but this doesn't mean that I am like oh poor B. I'm not a victim. I know it's a process that also men and women is going in this way. Let me tell you just one thing, like this March, in 8th of March, Women's International Day, uh, many people congratulate women. And this is not a good thing because we don't have anything to celebrate. We recognize the woman in this day. We encourage them to do things we push them to go and do many things they maybe are like uh, with fear or they don't feel secure. But we don't congratulate. We don't have nothing to celebrate on the Women's International Day. We have to recognize them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, we have a lot of things to do. 
And and I can give you a lot of things that have been like, have been happening, but I think it's we have to start. And I understand that it's it's a process, and we have a lot of things to do. But we're on the way. That's important. See, see. Yeah. I I have a question, kind of a personal question that ties back to like your origin story. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm not sure. You're a mom, correct? Yes. Do you have daughters? Two daughters and one son. How how old are the girls? Uh, the oldest is twenty six. That's what I thought. So the, so here's my, here's my question. So you're so again, you started as the daughter thrust into this business world, which you you wanted to get into, but you were thrust into it, right? And it feels to me like a lot of the work that you're doing is to lay the foundation for young women like Ileana and your daughters, right? Yes. So that they enter a better, different world slash business world. Like, is that, is that part, is that part of the, the drive for you? Is that part of the energy? Like it's, it's a, for all women, but you have a, you're a girl mom. Like you, yeah, you have your own women in, in your house that you're trying to empower and improve. But, but also that my son. And I your think- and your son, not to ignore your son. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yes, it, it's normal. It's normal, Rob. And my daughters also tell me, "What he's not doing this kind, and we have to do it." Like, no, no, wash the dishes, you know. So many little, little things that, like, mom, we have to be aware of that. Be aware and to let them know that everybody can do whatever they want. Say, say. And Rob, I think it's also important. Well. Yes, my, my daughters, we have a great relationship, but also I think the most important thing is to let them be what they want to be, you know, because in this thing about feminists and all the woman stuff and everything, I think it's, it's, it's a, this cultural thing that it, machismo, that I like a mom or a dad, you say, you do what I'm saying that you have to do, you know? So, so I think... The most important thing I would like to get um, the people to know is not only for women, obviously it's my preferred thing because I, I can feel it, I, can, I have been through many things, but I think for most of them is leave your sons, have a, a really happy uh, life and decide and see and look because in the moment that we create more integral a person to be like all in the dimensions like to be happy and be fine with itself they can do whatever they want in a more happiest and more successful uh, way i i wanna i I, let's by the way we get to use me as an example of how not to do this because both of you super talented women that i befriended by basically just called me out because my question is flawed. Like my question is about just your daughters and you both just reminded us the truth is it's not just about the daughters. Like it's about helping the men become better men, which means better allies. It, it made me think of a story very briefly. A few weeks ago, I had the good fortune to meet a woman who is a news reporter on CNBC and she wrote a book recently. Her name is Julia Borstein, and the book is called When Women Lead. And it is very much a data-driven story about the successes of women in business around the world, 
like not just the narrative story, but the like the numbers prove that women run more successful organizations. Women return more capital on investment than men do, et cetera. And when I got that book after meeting her, she said to the friend that was standing next to me, I was like, oh, this is great. She says, sure, he can give it to his daughter. She says to me, no, he should find a man that hasn't read a book like this and give it to him because women, we already know what's in that book is true. What we need is we need men to read this book to understand what's possible and that we're good leaders. So you just reminded me of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. And I, I, I want to, we're going to kick it to Ileana because we, we get to the last part of the show, which I clearly you're going to have some amazing input for. But I, I want to say just personally, like, I feel like we could talk for three hours if we wanted to, yeah. which, which we're not going to do, right? <laughs> but, but I mean, you have such an incredible story from your own personal experiences, learning, as we would say, learning the hard way, right? Like when you had to just, you just were thrown into it and you figured out how to stabilize the family business and how to keep it moving and how to keep it going until later. And then you came back later and you ran your own business in a totally different industry and built that up, uh, you know, certain number of stores, growth, sales, then you sold that, right? And then you've taken those lessons and you've said, okay, now I can, how can I teach more people with these lessons? University, how can I really be in the room, as Ile says, where the real decisions get made and make go government, right? The government has to be involved. And so now you're inside that room so you can change things from the inside out um, which is powerful, but Ile loves to finish every one of our episodes by asking. The three pieces of advice. <laughs> yeah, so you are the mentor of the day, Anasesi, and we would love to listen to your advices for our audience. So it can be whatever you want that can add value to, to our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think one of the most important things I can share and that it has been helpful for me is to listen and be in touch with your clients, with your market, know them, you know, this all the way from the family business, from my consultancy, from also university, all the industrial things. And now in government, the great common line is to hear the people, you know, and there is a plenty of things that are going to be successful. You know, I think it's one of the most important things, get into your market and hear it and feel them and know what they want. Another advice is if you're a woman entrepreneur, get along Always like a, like a great mentor, like a feminist mentor that I have, Lumi Velasquez, I don't know that you know, Rob, oh, I love her and, and she's have been like great advice for me. And uh, she tells us, you have to ask, ask, always ask for more, you know, okay. don't feel like, oh no, it's not for me. No, it's going to be too much. No, you ask. And um, the third advice, I think, is be yourself. And like, we have to know ourselves so to get the, our great potential, you know? If we spend time to get into ourselves, to know 
each of uh, ourselves. I don't know how, like, introspective. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like, to know us. Like self, really. self-awareness. self Self-awareness, yes. And knowing us, like, we are, which are the, our uh, best things, how, how we work, what makes make us sad, what makes us happy, what are the things, if we are really aware of our strengthness and we work on them, yeah, I know we are going to be a better persons and this light that every people has can really turn on this light and you are going to be a success in life. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> there was like Oprah Winfrey. That's very inspiring. It's <laughs> the, the Oprah Winfrey of Saltillo right there. I love that, Anna. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm really, ha- really, really happy to have this opportunity to talk to you. I, I have to confess, I was really, I, I didn't know it was going to be in English or Spanish. And, and my English is not that fluent right now. But I, I think we have a, a great, a great conversation. And no, you're, you're doing, you're, it's all, I mean, you're, again, you're very, you're, you're yourself. You're, you are, you are as, a, as confident a woman as I know. You're self-aware, you're humble, you're very smart. And, and I learned something new today, which is always fun in every show. Like the, the Bicicleta business and like more of that story. That's, um, that's, it's amazing. It's, it's awesome. So we're grateful that you shared this with us. Uh, tell us how can people find you or, you know, maybe the Gobierno or any programs. Tell us how we can find you on social media or if people listened and they wanted to reach out to you to talk about Saltia, how can they reach you? Sure. Uh, in all the um, social media, I am like Anna Ceci with Y Mata. Like in Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter and LinkedIn, not TikTok actually, but maybe later. <laughs> but Gen, Gen, Gen Z, you got it with Gen Z. We all have to adapt to Gen Z. They're taking over the world. Okay, so so that's how we can find you on social. Is there any way they can connect with you or reach out to you in the Gobierno or like an email yes, or something? Like, or no? yes. Also, well, it's it's very long. I think Anasesi Mata um, arroba gmail Okay. It will be my, my personal email. So anyways, I, I mean, in, in all these social media and also in my email, receiving any answers, any questions. Thank you so much, Ceci. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks to you. Um, it was really, really great experience. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. We told the story of Saltillo to the world. As always, we thank you so much for listening. Today's show was recorded in Los Angeles and Guadalajara, produced by Deanna Bernal in Mexico City, and promoted by the content team at Growth Hacks in Tijuana, Mexico. You can always find and share our show via any popular podcasting platform, as well as find us on social media at Mentors Today on Instagram. If you'd like to connect with our hosts, you can find them on Twitter or Instagram at I am Rob Ryan or at Ileana J.A.F. Gracias, thank you, and we'll see you next time.